on my. This is going to be like the most depressing version of the podcast because like the energy level is is negative. <laughs> no, no, come on. Okay. Uh, just a second. Hold on, I have like I'm just going to pound this coffee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just take a moment. Okay, so this week, something a little different. We have a, you've been here before, so you don't, you're, what are you, you're not a guest, you're a reoccurring, you're a recur, recurring guest? I mean, is that this right? Is like, this is like my third time then. This is. We recorded hundreds of these. Oh, right. Well, so I'm, I'm like a quarterly guest. Is that a. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's like okay. a check-in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have Mike here, CEO Mike. Um, so, all right, you've been you've been prepped for this, but the topic for today. So, let's see. We have over the last few weeks uh, in some of our conversations about technology changes, and some of our conversations about just where we are from a product perspective. We have occasionally touched on the idea of just where we are from a fundraising and investment um, perspective which uh, for a company like us, I think never ends to some extent. But uh, with that said, I think there's always kind of interesting context going on there. And the farther we go, obviously, the more we learn. And I think the more kind of perspective and I'd say some of our own thoughts and ideas about that space um, have really come together. So Mike has been the tip of the spear for that. I think an interesting thing for us to get into here, Mike, is let's not start here, but uh, let's not forget it is even in what I just said, which is we've we've very intentionally put a lot of this on your shoulders, um, which uh, you've done a fantastic job. Um, uh, but we should we should get into sort of the that decision making and and everything went into that. But before we do that, uh, maybe just to back all the way up, I think for today, the goal is going to be let's talk about what our journey has been like um, just in general from a fundraising perspective from, you know, almost a year ago to now. And then right now, um, we've learned a ton. We, uh, I think, have some perspective on uh, this very specific moment in time for a company like ours and then where we're going uh, forward from here. So let's just unpack all of that because I know there are thoughts and I'm going to get them out of you. Uh, Okay, let's start a year ago. Um, I don't want to unpack fundraising 101 completely or I don't want to sort of give a full history here, but... uh, when we started this company, uh, maybe can you talk through just the very kind of high level on, you know, as a, as a new company, you need to think about how are we going to make this thing work as we need funding, how are we going to get funding and what's our sort of, what, what are the next three months versus the next year versus the next five years look like? What was our, maybe let's just, just say starting thesis and, and strategy around funding? Yeah, let's see. You need a little bit of context, I think, on probably what was happening a year ago, right? I mean, most people right. um, were not super optimistic um, in the March timeframe of, you know, you had, you're kind of right at the beginning of a bunch of the tech stuff falling apart, right? And 
um, there was this kind of big question looming, which was what's going on with the economy? Where are we going as far as funding? Um, you know, are, are we basically headed for a rough couple of years? And so you had this kind of big overhanging question around um, just what is that going to look like? Is there going to be capital available? Is there going to be easy to fundraise? Is it going to be, um, you know, or is it going to go back to the way things were six months ago where all you needed was basically to say the magic words of AI and startup and people wrote to checks. And, you know, there was, um, I, I think a lot of, questions around what shakes out in the next six months. The interesting thing there is, you know, if you're an early stage company like us, that history would tell you that it's kind of the right time to go start a company, right? You want to go when um, you want to basically start and be scrappy and building in a period of austerity and not having to basically just take a boatload of money and go as fast as you can. There's a lot of bad habits that come out of that. But to, sh to simple simplify that point in time, I guess, the importance for us was just to get dialed in on what is the problem we're going after, who is the team, and that's effectively it as far as the thinking to just go out, get out in market and start building something because there's so much you have to go learn. The part that I will tell you to like fast forward all that stuff and then this is maybe we can dial in the question because um, I could probably go a bunch of different directions here is I will absolutely tell you that there's an underestimating or there was an underestimation estimation on my side of how <laughs> I think how completely paralyzed investors get when there's uncertainty and I mean uncertainty in like the market at large right and that goes for regular investors as well as just VCs but I think it's even heightened with VCs who are in the game of basically you know hyper risk mitigation wherever they can um I, I for sure have been hearing all kinds of things back and forth that is all the symptoms or signs that the market is just looking for very, very confident trend-based plays that's always been the case in VCs, but I think it's even more heightened right now. So just being the team with an idea, that was where we were back a year ago. Being a team with an idea and having a prototype and an initial kind of POC, that's kind of like your next gate. And then having you know, consistently building on that and getting closer and closer and dialed in. That's the growth path that we go on as a company. And the whole point is you want to go intersect that with investors that see signs of going in the right direction and then pulling capital. The game of like trying to go match though, the right investors at the right stage at the right time with the right market conditions, with the right product growth, with the right customer signals, that is a game that uh, for sure we are learning on the fly. And I think there's a there's a lot we can dig into on kind of what works and doesn't work there and where we are right yeah. now. But that's probably been my life for the last eight and a half months, <laughs> <laughs> right in like a nutshell. Um, and it's just this always moving target, right? And that's the biggest problem is that so many of those things are like differently weighted as far as what's important. And you are at any moment in time trying to go, you know, meet an investor at a point where, they kind of resonate with where you are and what your direction is and what the state of the world is. And I don't know, I just said that's, that's the, uh, that's super hard. Is yeah. my, my point basically, but yeah, yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to go from there. No, you, you, th this is good. You mentioned target. So let's kind of, I, in my mind, I think uh, I'm interested this even matches kind of how you map the world, but I, I want to talk about what we saw as targets and maybe how those, uh, 
changed or, or didn't change or were harder or easier than we expected them to be as we went. And so just to kind of, to me, there are sort of a, a few pretty big moments for us from a fundraising standpoint. Um, one, I think is pretty clear cut, which is when we kicked this thing off, we were bootstrapped and, and for, for a while, I mean, this is something that we were just kind of making work on our own, which is great. And this is kind of the earliest of days. I think we always knew we were going to need to do um, a friends and family round uh, last year, which we did. Um, my, I, I think that's maybe the one, the, the first one for me that times out has some, <laughs> let's call it interesting timing with the market conditions that you talked about us kind of starting in the, the very end of a red hot <laughs> moment in time um, and transitioning into a, the beginnings of what now is this sort of extended period of uncertainty that initial kind of, and, and again, again, I'm sort of kind of thinking about last summer, that initial, uh, thinking about friends and family as a target um, to kind of get us to a point that kind of brings us to now. I, I remember having uh, that. I mean, in hindsight, that worked out great for us. I think that was probably uh, uh, trickier than we expected. I think, and, and again, some of that certainly might just be sort of where we started market wise versus where we were by the time we got to around September. But that to me is maybe target number one that I think and this might have just been, you know, even just learning for a company like ours um, and and for us. But I think that turned out to be, while successful, probably took more time than <laughs> you expected to kind of get together, kind of pull all the way together so that we could get you out of fundraising mode and back into product mode. Uh, maybe my question for you is, hey, d- I mean, do you even kind of view that as a moment in time versus just part of the continuous effort that you've been <laughs> working on uh, for the past year? Um, but then B, maybe how, how do you think about that as in terms of like, Hey, how we expected that to go in June versus, you know, retroactively in October, how that went. I guess specifically around kind of what we thought we had to do yeah. back six months ago versus, yeah. Okay. You know, I, I would still, I think the, the guidance we got, the path that we were on six months ago, you know, kind of right following. So in September we did our. Um, we did our, our friends and family in September and, you know, everything we knew then and thought then was what we did basically, right. Which was, we were communicating earlier with investors of what the path was going to be forward. We, we knew we needed some time to go get product into market to get some better signals and every, everything that was, uh, I think we were hearing was just go prove out traction and here are some ways you can prove traction and, it does not need to be revenue generating. There are there are plenty of investors that will involve will get engaged pre revenue. There is for products like what we're building. It is so much more important for us to build high levels of engagement and stickiness and show that we are solving a real problem at scale that they can't live without. And if you can do that, then that is all that you need. Like literally, that's all what you need to go make sure that you can get to the next phase of growth. The the part that I will tell you is in retrospect has been a little bit challenging was there's nuances though of what that next stage means. And what I, I won't go too deep here, but because it might not like, is that interesting, but it's like you, you, we run the risk of getting caught and you get caught in the middle of something. And what that is, is in the stage that we are right now, we are, again, we are still very early. You are a, you know, we're less than a year old company. And so any investor knows that there's any number of directions you can still go. You can pivot 
pivoting is cheap today, right? It's not as much as it was six months ago, but like pivoting is a easier, that's part of your, your advantage when you're small, because we can change directions and we can go after different markets and we can figure out different feature sets. And what, what, um, I guess I would, I would categorize that by saying, you know, it's, it's, it's not enough to basically just show that you have users engaged and that you have proven out that there's a, a, a problem there. Um, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to cut a minute. No, here. No, no, my, no, my brain my brain shut off. It's all right. No, no, no. Well, that that's okay because I want to. You're right, and and I I do want to make these points. I kind of want to back you up even further though here. So yeah, um, like that. Put your put your brain in in let's say last September. I think you. I I think we were juggling a few different things. Um, and again, push back on any of this. I think one is by that point we knew we needed to do effectively to to raise some friends and family cash um, to get us through sort of what you're describing right now, which is we had let's say a first year of work to do to build an alpha product to uh, uh, get people actually into that space to get to do a whole bunch of feedback kind of prior to launch as well as after launch from users um, to show traction. All of those things needed to happen. And we needed funding to get there. So there was, I, I'm going to say a moment in time last um, but, 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 but last summer um, when we were doing that work. And I, I maybe I'm, I'll push one more time here, which is I think that was harder than we expected. <laughs> I think that that's one thing. But at the same time, kind of literally at the same time, to be clear, um, you were rightfully uh, kind of starting to plant the seeds with everyone we, we knew we were going to need to be talking to in uh, you know, uh, let, let's say eight to 12 months, kind of the, the right now, um, for our next formal raise. Um, so there was a lot going on at that point. I think, uh, maybe that second part is what you're, you're hinting at, which is you were doing a lot of, let's understand where we need, like where we are right now and where we need to be in six months, eight months, whatever. Um, so we can kind of chart that course and come back to you. And there was a ton of like good stuff there. That's one thing. I think prior to that, even, was the like making sure that we were stable um, to, to get to that point. And I think that was maybe our first uh, experience with what was going to be a, a harder market than we expected it to be. Um, any truth to that? <laughs> was, uh, does, does, do, I mean, do, do you look back at kind of the September timeframe and think uh, that, was, that was tricky? <laughs> that was harder than we thought it would be? Well, specifically on <clears throat> kind of getting, just getting our friends and family over yep. the goal line? Yes. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah, I. Yeah, but I think I, I categorize that a little bit differently because yeah. I think so much of the September friends and family challenge for us was not. I, I think there were two major contributors. One, you have to remember that we were still in a state of chaos with like yeah. the economy and like where are we? Like everyone was still projecting recessions coming, and no one really knows what that means timeline wise. Now we, you know, we still. <laughs> That's a totally different thing, but there was still a lot of uncertainty in the markets. And so I think you have a lot of people on the sides because they just don't know what to do. So that's one part of it. It didn't subside by the end of the summer, which is what we thought the, or that we were hoping would happen. Right. So that's, that's one part of it. The second part is I will tell you that the, the, the challenge of what we're doing right now is that there is, this is a harder product sell earlier because just like other investors and VCs, everyone's always looking for kind of the how, how can I prove that this is going to be a slam dunk over time, right? And how do I 
how do I know you have the right signals and can this grow fast enough? Is this a VC backable company? Uh, I think that the space and the problems that we're going after, we tend to take a very large view of what this looks like over time. And I do not think that we optimized for a, yeah, but what's something that's like kind of really hot that you can do really fast that you can get a big signal on and get a bunch of users quickly and go like that's that's the story that everyone's looking for. And that they've, that extends to our friends and family, right? When you're talking about this and you're going to talk to someone at a coffee and what is it you're working on and get you excited and hey, here's where we're going. I mean, the problem in the market is that you're competing with now a whole world of people competing for similar capital stacks that are basically saying, hey, uh, you know, over the weekend, I built this little, you know, chat GPT thing. This is I'm, I know I'm jumping way ahead, but you're competing with velocity. And we have, this is not our product. We knew we had to go build and put time in to go get something in market to build the right kind of experience to go solve for a big space that hasn't been done well before. But that is not as a believable, I think, early stage investment as something that is just very, very small focused widget kind of like get a bunch of over the night pop around excitement. But that has zero, that is like completely devoid of yeah, but there's like a platform missing here. And so how do you get there? And a big part of what I would have just, I would categorize all this stuff as is, I think that there is a lot more that we have to prove as our business earlier, that we're on the right track, than people were willing to give us out of the gate, because it's not an easy flash, you know, the flash in the pan thing that yeah. people are going after right now is easier to comprehend, because you're like, Oh, well, you know, I can explain this thing in six words to you. And, you know, it's no brainer and, and go. Yeah. The problem is when you use, when you try to take that approach for us, you get back into like a very, very competitive space of you kind of land on something like, well, okay, well, better meeting management software. Okay, well, cool. That's not very differentiated. There's like 500 companies doing mm -hmm. that right now. So I, I think that's a big part of what our challenge was just getting enough excitement around the team and the space out of the gate. Because again, if you go back up and look at what was our last experience, it wasn't this kind of a product in this kind of a market. So that is maybe a whole long way of me getting to, I yeah. think the founder market fit product problem we're going to try to solve. I don't think that that was optimized for early stage, get a bunch of capital quickly because man, this thing's going to go. That's the thing that you're trying to go activate, right? You want to get that FOMO thing of like, these guys are off to the races and that's a great space, which is why you see so much stuff right now in the AI space, because people can go faster right. in that with like earlier value props. Um, so I, yeah, yeah I, no, that's, it's, that's, that's kind of where my head is in, in looking back at it, but it's just our, the nature of what we're doing has a much bigger implication over time, but it takes longer to spin it up. That's yeah. the reality. And you've got to go put so much time in early on that, that we just, we end up taking the risk on our side to go prove out that, look, I don't have to tell you guys we're right. And, and we know we're <laughs> right. And that, that bridge though, of our conviction and what we're doing and getting others to see it. That has been the part that I will absolutely say we have underestimated and I've underestimated sure. how hard that actually is. But what's changed over time is that our conviction keeps going up because we know we're right. <laughs> and, right? and there's a level of that you have to go basically believe yep. in because otherwise, what are you doing? And it's just the thing that counterbalances that is it's one thing for, for me to get up and yell at somebody and say, look, <laughs> like we're right, you're wrong. I don't have to tell you. That's different than saying... Hey, I've got a bunch of customers and they're telling us we're right. Like that's such a different yes. shift. And that's one thing that would be worth going into at some point, which is we made a shift to that once we actually got people using it. And yeah. that absolutely changed the conversations. So that's I was a, gonna say, let's let's jump this far because I, I think you, you teed it up perfectly there. So um maybe just to to kind of now 
you know, go forward six months. But we, the, with all of that kind of uncertainty and all that churn, and it was, it was more work than we expected at the end of the day, um, we also were successful in kind of closing that initial um, friends and family round. So that was great. That gave us, gave us the runway we needed. Um, I think all the challenges you, you highlighted there were, were spot on. I think one interesting one you kind of talked about, we had to um, sort of cross the bridge on getting from, uh, uh, you know, com competing with a small sort of feature place to something that was going to take time for us to develop as a product and then get in front of people. Like, I, I, I mean, still, there's always going to be work to do, but at, at the same time, like, that bridge is somewhat crossed. <laughs> like, then we built the product and then we launched the product and now we have, we, I mean, we, we talked to a ton, tons of people tons of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, people in a research perspective prior to launch. And then of course, after launch, now we have users, we have companies, we have companies we can speak to and, and sort of all sorts of feedback and, and good stuff with that we can show an investor. So to some extent, the bridge crossed, which is awesome. And so we, we find ourselves on the other side. You've talked a little bit, I, I, I want to sort of peel or pull the thread on the value there because you've talked a little bit about um, going into conversations now and being able to tell a fairly robust story about um, whether we want to call it a platform or anything else, like the the sort of scope and vision of the type of product that we are today versus kind of what is a fairly saturated market on very sort of widget featurey type um, plays. And I think that puts us in a pretty strong position, at least relative to those competitors. I, I know like some of your conversation about just like e even getting calls or even getting meetings is uh, because we, we are not, you know, a team of three right now that, you know, over the weekend said, hey, let's do something with uh, ChatGPT and here we go. Um, is that fair characterization? Yeah, I, so maybe we could even, we could even like start the podcast here instead because we could probably pack a lot of this stuff into what we're going to go into right now. Because I, I would say, I think there are two things that I think are super relevant right now. One is... I have I had somebody the other day uh, talking to them about just kind of our fundraising path and where we're at. And this is somebody who's on the on the legal front and has seen works with a lot of startups in the Seattle market. His his point was he kind of asked he has he said how's how's fundraising going for you guys? And and I kind of said I don't you know there's a lot of we're getting a lot of meetings and we're having a lot of conversations and we're moving them along and we started meeting with people back six months ago and you're going through the whole process and doing all the right things and. The, the comment that I got was, well, that's, that's, that's really good. Like most of my clients aren't even getting the meetings. So like there, there is one realization, which is we are, we are checking the box on all of the things that you need early stage, which is we have a great team. We have great references. We have a good vision of where we're going. The part that is still, um, I think really, really challenging is that I, <laughs> the nature of what we're doing is we are building a platform business. And that doesn't spin up overnight, right? You do not get to go launch that over a you know beers on the weekend, and you wake up on Monday and it's like, guess what? Now I've got you know all the things that we need in this kind of a platform for us to have the vision of where this goes next. So the the problem that we had earlier was you get into this really messy space of the category of future of work, and how do you go differentiate in a space where there's a ton of people doing things like meeting management software and all these little things that again on the surface, we look at it and say, okay, well, that's like a feature. But the biggest problem that we know our customers have is that all of this shit is competing for their time and their attention. And no, you don't need 14 different ways to go run a meeting and have a different way to plug in your 
uh, any kind of other other integrations. Like you, you want to go figure out how do you centralize all the things that makes the life of a manager today really, really complicated. And right now, all of that stuff sucks. And that world is a mess. But the platform is so much more important. So for us, the, the language that matters so much right now is we are not building a feature product company. We are building a platform business. That does not happen quickly. And that conversation changes so many of the dynamics of these conversations on the investor front. And you need to take a much longer view of what this means. But I will also tell you that the earliest stage feedback I got from, from somebody, and as uh, another Seattle investor, was he said, you know, the problem with, with these platform businesses, in particular, the space that we're going into, is that they're really, really hard to do up front and to get traction. But the flip side of that is, he said, but, but those are the billion dollar companies. Like those are the ones that actually have like really, really, really big scale. Because if you can activate these things and get them in to realize like there's such a meaningful value surface here that people, people get and they understand, then you're in a different ball game. And that, that's what we're building. Yeah. And the problem is that the different shift now is you've got to convince people that we're on that path and how far are we into it? And we're on that path. Absolutely. And we have the first phase one of this thing out there, which is you've got people seeing this earlier, I'd say surface that we're going to go start layering all these things on top of. But if you don't start with the opinion of this is all about getting to the upstack values, value space, that's not just this little trivial layer of, well, fine, I, I can, I can run a better meeting. Uh, that's a big part of what we're doing. But the point is like, all of that stuff has to be part of the solution. Otherwise, it's not an actual integrated solution. You have just a bunch of other pieces yep. in your shit that just makes more competition for someone's time. So long way of me saying that, you know, the you need investors that also understand the nuances of platform businesses, the nuances of the time required to go launch these things, the go-to-market motions that matter. And that's that's almost more important than anything because an investor who doesn't understand the category and investor doesn't understand what it takes to go build these kinds of businesses, you're never going to see eye to eye. And I will tell you that like today, it is so obvious now in these conversations in like the first two minutes, basically, are you aligned or not with the investor's thesis and kind of how they've made prior bets and what they, what kind of companies they help out with. Um, but that's, that's been the biggest realization is that you've got to yeah. go take the, the nuance of what we are building is so much more important to I'd say to reiterate and where we got a little bit off track in the last three months was just thinking we could go convince people by just telling our narrowly focused, well, look, meeting management software is where we start. Let's just tell you that story. But the problem is there are 50 different companies in Seattle right. that are doing that. And so that's, that's where I'd say probably the last three months has taken me of like, yeah, but if you, if you stop, if you don't tell the bigger story first and oh, by the way, here's where we are on that journey. That is such a different angle to, oh, well, we're a meeting management software company. And yeah, maybe down the road, road will be bigger, but like, that's, that's not the goal. Like if you, you and I, the whole thing that's been interesting to me is the number of times that we will sit around and realize, oh, huh, we already wrote about what we're building. We wrote about <laughs> it eight months ago. That like happens. we really, we literally have blog posts from yeah. back in like, you know, May or June, right? Where it's, this is team level operating system. This is the idea of like, you've got to have a whole layer of this surface to live on because it doesn't live anywhere right now. But like, that is such a different thing yeah. than I think, um, you know, what else you'd see in the market today. And so it's like, I don't know, yeah. that's, that's where my head's at lately, which is it just gets so much different when you start talking about the platform first story. And yeah. this is where we are in that journey. That's that's what this is all about. Yeah. So I 
I will second that. That happens pretty frequently. Um, and I think we're getting pretty good at not rewriting too much because we know there's a pretty big library <laughs> that we've created at this point of content. Um, one thing you, you're you kind of hitting on, uh, the, the big thing there is, I mean, basically alignment with potential investors and not all investors are the same. Maybe let's do good and bad. Um, Cause this is such, this is such a classically, like you've got 30 seconds, you know, you, you've, you've got to nail your message and you've got to kind of as quickly as possible, get attention and get people to understand what you're doing. Let's talk about the best versions of this. So, cause I know we've had some great ones. Um, when you've sat down with an investor, when things were clicking, when, when it, it seems like we're aligned, I mean, what has that looked like? Like who, what can, can you talk about who that investor is? Not, not, not obviously specific, specifics, but like what, what about, um, us or them kind of makes that work right off the bat. Yeah, the I would say the most um, there are two that come to mind for me that have been <clears throat> I think the most probably just in, engaged and excited investors that I that I realized a we clicked off the bat of the problem space. So you already approach these where you are super aligned on you know, their thesis of what has to change and thinking differently about you know I guess what. They were both calling it future of work, which is great, and not in the sense of you know anything almost specific to to remote or hybrid. But we have to think differently about how do we enable you know the future teams to basically operate in a in a world where we either need to think differently about organizational structure or we need to think differently about how we're working. And so that's you're starting with this thesis of the way we work is broken. Let's go fix it. That is when we start from that footing everything else basically falls into place because you don't have to take this giant jump from what they understand about the world to why we're building what we're building. And those have been the most positive starting points. And what happens there is the thing that evolved for us over time was, you know, I had uh, so much, so many questions early on in this journey were about, you know, founder market fit and, you know, why, why are you guys the right team? And, um, you know, how are you guys going to go to market and all these things? And over time, as we got further and further along, these these two investors that I we just kept kind of actively engaging with, those questions started getting better, and they started getting to be different. So because yeah. it's no longer around whether or not we're the right team, it's no longer around whether you know how are you going to go break into the market. It was no longer around how do you going to you know well, what what does the product look like or what do you what's going to be your aha moment in these things, you know. So it, it turned way more to getting into market risk around like specifically getting in the details of go to market. And for me, that's yeah. all positive because you're moving into different conversations. There's, there's no longer, you know, do they understand the value story or the thesis or, or why you guys are doing this? Um, but it's moving in a different, different phase. Yeah. I think the, what's, what's resonated most though in those conversations has been the, the idea that we need to go build a different layer inside of organizations to go start layering value on top of that has never had a place to live that story clicks with those people that understand because yeah. they're starting with that thesis, right? And in, in hindsight, it's an obvious thing of like, you don't, there is so much you don't have to explain to them, <laughs> right? And so right. Um, I had somebody recently tell me, you know, if you just, if, if you think about mapping, you know, the portfolio companies that investors have, and you think about, you know, not are they invested in direct competitors, but do they have people that kind of around that space? That at least gives you an idea that they've done the due diligence and the research to know exactly what the problems are in that space, which is pretty obvious in hindsight, right? But it's like, that basically means you're not starting from a, let me explain to you what's broken. Yep. <laughs> it's like, you're, yeah. you already know what's broken. And now you're just, here's how we're going to go solve it. So those have been the most engaging, um, kind of on the positive side. They totally get 
what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, was yeah. your question also on like what's the what's the the worst version of those? Of course it is. Yeah, but hold on. <laughs> I, I mean, just to, just to second that, I mean, I we I think Sam and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago um, in this discussion, but it, it 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 we got to a point I know specifically with some of just the material we're putting together, you know, deck and that sort of thing, where uh, there's kind of an inflection point where, look, if, if we've made it to slide four or whatever, <laughs> and we're still struggling kind of with the foundations here on on sort of just our, our views of the world, there's a bit of a like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm not sure this is going to work out. And I it does feel like uh, we've, we've kind of realized, I don't know, certainly this year, probably in the last year too, that there's an entire audience of investors that you kind of don't have to necessarily do all of that, kind of build all that scaffolding because it's already there for them too. Like you're, you're meeting at the same place and it's a little bit further down the line and you can just start getting, like as soon as you're like, oh yeah, I get it. Like we're, we, we both thought about this quite a bit. <laughs> Let's now start talking about the details. Um, that's such a more interesting and fruitful place to begin the conversation. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I want to hear about the bad. Let's, of course. Uh, I mean, look, it, 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 I'm not trying to open the door for you to complain, although please do. But uh, yeah, there's a flip side of that I, I'm very aware of, <laughs> which is uh, coming out of some of these conversations and just thinking, wow, we weren't even speaking the same language. Um, yeah, give me your, give me your uh, either your worst or just give me an idea of what a bad version of this looks like. <laughs> well, a, a bad version looks like the the email response I got from somebody two weeks ago who actually did have a thesis around the future of work and we were pretty well aligned with the the response I got was on their pass was, hey, love what you guys are doing um, and really, really, really like the way you guys are thinking about chat GPT and <laughs> and like, to be clear. I, <laughs> this this email is like framed on my desktop, by the way, because <laughs> never in any of my conversations have I brought the word chat GPT up, nor would I. Uh, and again, it was like this. I, I don't what I don't know is did that person actually think that that's what we were doing. <laughs> or, sure. Right. Um, or or did we really just fall in the category of they were blasting out five emails and yeah. paste and they just don't care. So yeah. that was one that, you know, who knows? It was either, it was either a fat finger mistake or it was a um, legitimately had no idea what we were doing and decided to pass based on, you know, the 14 seconds of attention we got out of them. So yeah. that, that was the, that's one of my favorites. That too. was like one version of, I don't know if I just want to, you know, point finger and say lazy or if I want to say, you know, just don't understand. So that was, yeah. that was maybe my, my best uh, example of a bad, that was bad, a good one. Bad one. I think there's, there's another category I think of feedback though, that, you know, is different versions of hearing, um, uh, different versions of hearing other concerns that people don't directly tell you. And what I mean by that is like so much of, I feel like my job has been, how do you filter the actual things people are telling you into what they mean? And there's, there's like a legitimate translator service that's needed, right? Of when you, when you hear these certain yeah. words, they mean this, uh, it's not actually on face value what you mean. And it's like, you know, things like, um, you know, if you're hearing concern, if you're, you get, we get a lot of questions around, um, you know, founder market fit, uh, earlier on. Right. And that's more of, you know, a, a little bit of a question that's geared at, you know, I don't, you guys, I don't believe you guys 
even know what you're doing. <laughs> it's almost like a version of yeah. uh, of where they're going with that. And you know, they would ne- people would never say that, but you're always trying to basically uh, you know, you're de-risking any one of these different layers. And um, I think there's probably a, a cleaner list I could pull together on this thing. But yeah, no, um, this is that all makes sense. Uh, one thing in there, you, you've thrown out the phrase "future work" a few times. I know that one specifically has been. Uh, we've we've kind of gone back and forth on that not because of anything to do with what we're actually building but all about kind of how we help uh how we streamline these conversations uh as easily as possible because people are going to have categories in their minds and so talk about that for a second because i think future work's the best example but like the idea of what category do you fall into has been something that i mean exists for a good reason also has been uh at times frustrating for us um so maybe maybe future work specifically, but talk about categories and, and sort of how that has been part of the VC conversation. Yeah, the, the category one is, you know, this is trends, right? And the, the reality is, is that investors have, you know, they have a trend that they're they're following and they have a view of what that looks like. And that's what they tell their LPs and that's what they need to go invest in. It's been, um, this, this will fall in the category for last question, which is what's one of the worst kind of, I'd say, you know, uh, feedback or answers we've gotten from people. And it'll, it's, it's somebody who we were working with and they were, you know, early on talking about, you know, what you need for traction and kind of where we're going. And they were good conversations with us and we're still, still working with them. But the problem is that their view on the category that is in this category, future of work, uh, just changed. Like their, their trend thesis changed. And in the middle of it, it basically meant that we were now categorizing a group they didn't care about anymore. Now, the problem is that, that I have on this one is that is a figment of the VC world, not ours. Like I, whether you call us future work or you call us productivity, or you call us any number of other things, we don't actually care, <laughs> right? And, and, and more specifically, our customers don't give a shit. And nope. that's, you know, the part that's like this version on our side where you say, well, I, I, don't, I don't really know what to do because, you know, you're either just the wrong investor at this point, which is, you know, the answer to a lot of these things. Um, but that that trend matters a great deal because that's what basically is framing what their view of the world is. And the future of work one for me, just for a little bit of a rant, is an annoying one because it's it's like a non-category. And it's a non-category because like if you take something more specific, let's say you're talking about, um, I don't know, if, if you went in the world of like HR tech, HR tech has like a whole, you know, that puts you in a frame of mind that is focused on a certain audience, focused on who you're selling to, focused on a lot of things come with that category. The category of future work is, are we going to be working tomorrow? Yes or no? Okay, well, yes. So great, future work. <laughs> like that's like the broadest there, sense of it. There is a down, future. Right? And so, okay, great. It's just like you've chosen a category that is based on forward or backwards. <laughs> like, that, well, yeah, we want to go forward. Perfect. So yeah. future of work. Uh, so it's like this weird super category that is a dumb category. Now, the thing is, there are investors who have a thesis around future of work that is much more aligned to thinking differently about how companies operate in the future of work. And, and that being very specific around like company level operating systems and thinking about our views of how do you do more bottoms up, you know, team level autonomy, like those things fit into like a segment of future of work that is way more aligned with what we actually want. Um, from a from an investor standpoint, um, versus just somebody who is in all you know all things productivity and automation and like all that stuff fits in that category. But that's like you get all these weird tangents. That's like, well, no, that's not really yeah. what we're talking about. 
Um, so the, the category matters, but the future of work one, for better or worse, it's like we're, we're actually a future of work, but there's like a segment of it that I actually want to go yeah. carve out, which is no, not, not that kind of future of work. Like when we say future of work, this is what we mean by future of work. And you have to actually go qualify that. Otherwise you haven't actually, it's like, it's the, it's the non-category category. Yeah. It's uh, couldn't agree more. And I mean, from my perspective, so much of that shows through in, um, I mean, we, we rightfully spend so much time on some of our external messaging website, uh, uh, content that we're putting out on all sorts of different channels. I mean, even this, <laughs> to be clear, um, uh, so much thinking about sort of specific phrasing and, uh, and kind of words we're using and that sort of thing, which of course we should be doing, but I, uh, so much of it is about like future of work isn't, uh, I'm just going to second what you're saying here, isn't really an incredibly useful term for us because it's just so broad. And so fine, like I, you're, you have to play that game more than anybody, but like, sure, we, we can live in that category if you want. But the truth is like, it doesn't mean nearly enough for us. And so how do we, what, what sort of what, what then becomes our language that's kind of one tick down on, okay, sure. If, if that's, if that's the category, if that's the world we're going to live in specifically, how do we make you understand where we live in that space and, and what we're doing and that sort of thing, which, which is, I mean, it's something we should be dealing with and we're always going to deal with. And this is basically product marketing, but um, yeah. Uh, my impression is it's, it's been interesting to see when like just the concept of future work, yes or no <laughs> is like a meaningful decision for somebody um, and kind of how we've had to react to that over time. But I think this falls into the same category, which is we've, we kind of just have over time become more strategic about how do we connect with the right investors where you, you, you kind of don't even need to have a conversation at that level because you're all you're, you're both already you know two levels down and two levels kind of more in the weeds on exactly what we're trying to do here yeah the, uh, one more thing i'd add into that because it's i think it's pretty relevant is there's always there's also market risk and there's also just i i guess i call it like technology risk maybe but so much of the conversation right now relative to where we are is there is so much air being taken out of the room right now because all anyone can think about is ai right now you have you know you have chat gpt coming out that has forced everyone to basically play their cards in what they're doing in ai which i think is fascinating in of itself but the problem is that there's a whole segment of future of work that is well that's clearly going to be ai and so ai takes a ton of the air out of the room around like what exactly does that mean? And if you're not, if you don't have an AI play immediately, then you're discounted because you're not in like the current trend and the current buzz and the current everything. So we have that extra challenge right now on that. We are not telling an AI first story. And I, I also don't believe that we should be because that's again, not exactly what yep. our, <laughs> not aligned with what our customers actually are telling us they need or want. Um, does it mean that we will do AI in the future? Pretty darn sure we're going to be doing AI at some point. Does that mean we can do it today? No, you know why? Because you need you you need the platform. Yes. And so this that comment, and you asked it earlier, and I should have gone here directly, which was our view of the fact that you need a platform and a surface for that to live on. That is so important right now to make sure that we don't have a mess of a bunch of bullshit coming out because there's going to be a lot of shit right now in the market. And there already is. I mean, every single weekend you see a new thing pop up around you know AIX or any AI for whatever category you want. And or forever, whatever like narrow problem you want. But if all of that stuff is adding into this noise of all the ways you can use it, it's, make the, it's gonna make things a lot worse before it makes it better. Yeah. The platform story is so much more sophisticated because that stuff needs to live somewhere. And if anybody thinks 
that's going to go live in Microsoft Teams, you're kidding yourself. Like that's yep. Microsoft is going to go try to plug Bing in and they're going to say, hey, guess what? Teams now has Bing integration. I bet that's going to suck. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm saying like they're, you're already seeing like everyone's, I think, thrashing on what is happening with AI right now. I will tell you that that is also against us because that is throwing more uncertainty into what future work even means. And whether or not people that are in that category know exactly what it's going to play out or not, it's still adding uncertainty. And like I said before, uncertainty just causes people to freeze. And right now it's like they're waiting for the dust to settle of, well, I don't know. Do you think AI is going to get rid of all developers? Uh, yeah. <laughs> if it does, then yeah, a bunch of categories are going to go away. If it doesn't, that's probably where you're going to land. Then it means you basically sat in the sidelines longer than you needed to. And now you waited to go invest in companies that were trying to go solve real problems. So that's the other hangover we have, which is AI for better or worse has taken a lot of the attention away from people solving real problems today in the right way versus things that are high growth oriented AI powered. Hey, I can do everything with one developer who now is equal to a thousand um, because you know it can go write code for itself. Uh, yep. We're far away from that being at scale and being good. So I think that's just other noise right now that we we get we're we're competing with. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think. T tell me if this is right. I, I, you, you hit on it there. I'd say we have a fairly mature uh, perspective and when needed response on what we're building, what our platform would support and how sure as a feature or a set of features, AI driven capabilities could plug into that someday. I also think um, kind of tied to everything we just said, given, given right, the, the right alignment with a, an investor to begin with, that more mature kind of more sophisticated story has paid off right and and tell me if that's right but i i think as much as you're saying there there's th these types of kind of ai driven feature kind of widgety type things are flooding the market right now and look there's plenty of validity to that space like that that's real i'm, I'm in no way kind of poo-pooing like just this entire kind of wave of ai stuff that's happening right now at the same time i i think a we always talk about like an adult in the room <laughs> type uh, company and product that kind of understands what's happening, but also understands specifically for the space we're in what you need to build to make that truly valuable at scale. Um, I, tell me if I'm wrong. I think that's been refreshing for the right investors. Is that is that fair? Yeah, and it, and it took us time to to get there, right? It took us time to get there and have conviction that that's the story we're right about. And it's so much more aligned with our view of the world of what you really need to go do. And it's aligned with our history of what we've always done, right? Outside of even this company. So yes, I mean, that is that sophistication and the idea that this is more about just like the longer term vision of what we're doing is so much more compelling. And that's why you're investing in us, right? You're not investing in us because we're going to go take the air out of the room with, you know, a million dollars in ARR in the next month. Like that's not going to happen because... I'm not even going to turn revenue on until we know that this is the right platform for you. But like that view of this is how you get to the right scale and grow at a platform level to be able to plug all the right things that you all the right things that you need to literally go centralize and bundle around this idea that look, a manager is so important at your company and you are literally ignoring them and no one's ever paid attention there in the right yep. way. And we're going to go build around that first. And that's our that's our entry point and that's our surface to go expand outside of. We haven't even got into all this stuff with investors yet around what's all the shit that got pulled away 
from the work that a manager does and lives in a bunch of other shit like HR tools and general purpose and project management things and all that stuff that's getting, that, that competes for your attention. The problem is that we have to recentralize that stuff in a way that is by necessity, a platform built around you as a manager. That's your, that's like your center point. And that's the idea of an autonomous team. And like, when you, when you build that team level operating system story, and if I think I keep going back to those words, cause they probably are the most, the easiest ones to kind of glob onto that makes sense there is <clears throat> that is, it, that is way different than the AI company that I've seen that is doing uh, AI for meeting, meeting notes, right? And it's like, you're in a meeting and they're going to go, you know, use, use NLP or whatever they're actually using to go actually drive some of these automated notes, but they're calling it an AI product. And that's, where does that go from there? Like you, great, yep. you've automatically generated uh, some, you know, basically text or speech to text <laughs> effectively. And I'm not really even sure what your AI is doing in that respect, to be totally honest. And what's next? Like you're going to get a pop because great, now you have meeting notes, but the whole point is those need to go somewhere. Like, otherwise you're just yeah. another shitty version of a shared doc that lives somewhere that no one ever uses. So that I, I do not see people right now that have, you know, granted there's like marketing sites and what are you, you know, what do you really know about their vision for these things? And so a little bit of it is you don't totally know, but starting from the platform story for us, that's the only way that I know to go create value longer term. That is way bigger than what a lot of these little flash in the pan things are doing. I think you're going to see a giant shake out of the companies that you basically they're, they're going to basically run out of runway because they can't figure out how to go from current state to the next stage because you're going to exhaust your early adopters. And that whole, now you get into the whole like crossing the chasm and all this kind of stuff around, you know, um, earlier stage growth. The way we're going to grow through that is that you've actually created a meaningful platform of value that lets you keep reinnovating over time and adding more and more value to that platform. Not that you've got to go ride this one little success thing from day one and then go build off of it. So I think it's a way different challenge. It's just, you know, different approach, but that's, I don't know. That's why I'm excited yeah. about what we're doing because this is the, <laughs> the the opportunity is huge and any number of ways we can go at it, but we have plenty of optionality. And the biggest challenge we're always going to have is just how do you pick the right set of things to go do next? Because you're always going to be constrained by resources and capital. And so you got to be yep. smart about where you put your time. But that's that's all that's it. So again, you're betting on us to go <laughs> approach that market from the right standpoint. But again, if you're if anyone's listening to this one, I mean that's why <laughs> that's why you should get excited about uh, what we're doing. Yeah, I, I said that. All right, uh, we we can wrap it up here. I want to. Um, this is this is a little. Uh, this feels a little cliche for our normal thing, but I I do want to do it here, which is a bit of a like kind of if we were starting over again, um, the advice you would give yourself to some extent. What, what you know, it's it's been almost a year. Um, we you and I have been doing this for far longer than just that one year. Um, also, this year has its own <laughs> uh, learnings and its own. Uh, kind of external and internal changes and and that sort of thing for us. So there's, there was plenty to be learned and plenty to improve upon this year. What's, what's your kind of, uh, you know, advice to someone starting now or advice to ourselves a year ago or whatever that, that, you know, what's, what's our big learning from this, this year that we would pass on to somebody else from an investor standpoint, I should say. Oh, from an investor standpoint. Um, I think it would just be don't underestimate the importance of just getting on people's radar a lot sooner and a lot less buttoned up. <laughs> I think there's, you know, my, my biggest reflection, even like where we are right now is 
especially when you're early on, I think we had a very strong ability to look more buttoned up than we probably were. And that's everything from stuff looks great, right? And and yeah. I actually think there's an interesting thing where that actually can work against you because it drives other expectations of other parts of the business being further along than they are. So I actually, in hindsight, would have started conversations earlier before we were even at you know certain gates that we would have said were probably more meaningful signals of, of the right right stage and right traction and just start cultivating those relationships way earlier. We did for a lot of them, but I would have done more. Um, I think there's so much value to having those early conversations and having people help you shape and drive where you're going to go. Um, but that's, that's, you know, is what it is, but that's, that's probably my interesting original one, which is just start yep. out there across the board faster. And, you know, we, we knew that we had to go in, into a, not a hole, but like we make a lot of progress when we're focused and we're dialing in and we're going to build and we're just in build mode um, across the company. And again, I think just more and more feedback faster is always better and not being afraid to ship stuff before before we're ready um honestly i think that's my that's also kind of a cliche thing where everyone tells you like no <laughs> yeah thing every day right or <laughs> you know don't don't be you never you know you know constantly be launching and always getting out there i think that's my in hindsight i would have pushed us to go launch even something half-baked earlier and not be too worried about what well, does that mean you lose your chance to ever convince anybody no it doesn't um so i, I think i would have on all fronts pushed us to go fast on this stuff and it includes the investor conversations because yeah. i have dialed in a lot of my game a lot of our like this is probably like the consulting version of us coming out that's been the problem is like mm. you can you can tell a lot of stories and, and kind of dance around things as you need to but at the end of the day you know that stuff's not <clears throat> maybe that helpful so i think it's just be more real with where you are and um don't try to look further along than you are because it just doesn't always help you yeah no i i second that i think it's a it's it's a funny thing because you're right. It's what you always hear. Um, and so I, it's a bit of a, like, we were always aware, I think to some extent that that was something we were going to need to, uh, kind of do as a company and, and, you know, focus on the product, focus on building, um, build in public. Right. We've talked about that before. Um, and so it's a funny thing where like, I, I think we have been aware of it and it's been sort of part of our natural rhythm and also still, we could have done it a lot more. <laughs> and yeah. so it's like, yeah, we knew. And we tried to, and, and so, you know, you, we tried to move ourselves on the spectrum a little bit and, and, but also we could have gone even farther and, and I'm sure we'll get, we'll continue working on this until the end of time. Um, also maybe call out for like, we've said it a million times, I think in this discussion, um, but uh, just importance of, at least for us having a, team that's coming from a lot of different places. I mean, not to kind of go into a whole other subject, but specifically for this, I think we have um, gained a lot from the fact that, I mean, you, me and Sam, but also all five of us um, are coming from different perspectives of different experiences. And man, not to get up on too much of a soapbox, but the fact that we can all get into a room and pretty comfortably say, hey, like, Mike, I, I'm not sure you're right about this. We should do this or, you know, kind of being able to push back on, on each other and that sort of thing. I, again, I don't necessarily want to like zoom all the way out, but I truthfully do think like that has helped us weather this specific thing that you're talking about right now, which is um, we're all going to have strengths and weaknesses and we're all going to have, um, you know, better or worse instincts. And 
for this one specifically, you mentioned our consulting background, and that's certainly part of it. Like, there's no way I can deny that. You and I are are good at making things look pretty buttoned up. <laughs> um, and so having an awesome team that, I mean, that's something we need to do, but also having a, a fantastic team that can say, hey, like products number one here um, has been great. And I think that's, we've, that's one of like a million ways that we've been able to ground each other, which has been super cool. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, well, you know what? Uh, 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 let's wrap it. But one more thing, uh, sort of related, and I mentioned it at the beginning, we made a really conscious decision early on that uh, uh, so much of what we've just talked about was going to be your problem. And I'm, I'm being a little reductive because at a five-person company, um, most, if not all of you, uh, you, you know, you're kind of always selling. You're always out there talking to people and always, always um, trying to kind of advance this whole thing as a business. Um, but we also did sort of very consciously say, um, with only five people, uh, it, we need to spend almost, you, you know, the vast majority of effort on just building this thing, just making sure we're making this better and, and engaging more users and that kind of thing. And so how do we uh, not quarantine our investor effort, but how do we, how do we kind of, um, uh, what do I want to say, like cre create the right balance so that that's not all we're doing and that, that we're not kind of consumed by <laughs> this and not moving the product forward. We've made that your, to, to some extent, if that's anybody's problem, that's definitely your problem. Um, and that was a conscious choice we made. Um, it's, it's put a lot on you. Um, good choice. How, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the right choice. I mean, the alternative is that what we all get pulled into that and then you're not yep. doing anything in the product. So it's not, if anything, I'd say, um, you know, this is just the importance of, you mentioned time boxing this effort. That's exactly what we need to do, right? I mean, yep. you, the, the other realization, right, is that you, especially where we are, right? We're not, <clears throat> we're effectively in the mode where we've been marketing into the VCs to get attention. And the right thing you want is the opposite, right? You actually want the, you want to just be at a point where you have interest coming in because you're making progress and you're on the radar and, you know, you're not at a point where you're, you know, trying to go knock on doors to, I mean, it's basically selling, right? I mean, we're, it's a different version of selling, but you're selling the company to investors. Uh, I would just say that, the importance of time boxing that is spot on because it is exactly what you said. It is time that I'm not spending helping you guys on product. And it means we put everything on Luke's shoulders on, you know, building out the app. And, it, and the, the value right now for us as a company is so much greater if we, well, we create so much value by building right now and by getting further along and by getting customers on board that that is the right investment of time. Me spending, you know, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days or something just on the fundraising track, that is like zero value add to the actual business, right? Other than there's a funding gate, obviously, which is the, the whole purpose of that, but it's not adding into the product. It's actually just um, kind of noise around it. And it's, and if anything, it's you know, distracting attention. So the, the thing on the, on being able to limit the time we spend on fundraising, that's the key. And for us, that's why we're literally going to, where we've, just start taking a different approach on how we're going to go to the market right now on, on the first phase. And we'll just, instead of doing a larger round right now, we'll basically do a, um, we're, our, we're going to formally do our pre-seed and our pre-seed will be time boxed to basically uh, middle of March. And so we'll raise capital by middle of March. And what that gets us is then, you know, runway for us to go for the next year and do everything we need to get to the right level of the next stage of our growth. So that means, you know, as fast as possible, getting me back into product mode with you guys. And uh, again, getting, which is if you're an investor, what you want, right? You actually don't want us 
perpetually fundraising because that's again investment going into something that's not value added to to the business. So that's um, yeah, yep. again, it's going fine. It's you know again, I, I'd rather be shielding you guys from all the you know the thrashing that happens on the investor side because it just takes time. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've realized is I always underestimate. You guys know this from our, our morning standups. You know, I will <laughs> I will always underestimate the black hole that is you know, investor sure. relations and all that stuff. Cause I always think, oh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll probably get the development work in the afternoon guys. So just give me some stuff and I'll, I'll get there by, by noon. And, you know, every single time it's, you know, three o'clock and you're still thrashing, <laughs> you know, well, I still got to get something shipped out to so-and-so and all yep. that stuff. So that's even where, you know, my retrospect is like, again, just, just ship faster on even that front too. Right. Don't, you know, don't worry about, you know, sure. perfect, perfectly crafted, you know, communications and all these things in some cases that's actually better to be a little bit scrappier there so yep. i don't know kind of a roundabout answer for you but that's the yeah as much as it can get out of that mode and back into the hole with you guys that's the that's the goal i agree i think it's a great goal okay. okay uh well i think that's it uh i mean for goodness sakes more to come on this topic for sure but um this was a good check-in we should we should have you on more often mike uh, I mean, hey, as always, if you're listening, if you want to learn more, uh, go to trailswork.com. Uh, there's a spot right at the top to uh, uh, connect with us, to get some time to get you into the product, to start participating in our um, alpha phase. And we're ex well on our way to getting this thing into open beta pretty soon. So all kinds of exciting things on the way. Um, Mike, keep, keep doing awesome work. Thanks for joining us today. Nailed it. Good job, Ben. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. <laughs> Great work, Mike. All right. Ready to go? Do you want like a high def um, coffee Christ. drinking sound? <laughs> we could start with like a really high def. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. Uh. Yeah, whether we use it or not, hold on real quick. It's uh, 6.30 Seattle time, 7.30 um, Colorado time, Denver time, mountain time, mountain time. And we're both on our fourth cup of coffee. Let's just enjoy that for a second. Yeah, all done. Really? I'm ready. I'm ready Do you want to go refill? Yeah. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm not ready, Ben. I'll be right back. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, if you're listening, I'm just gonna sit here and drink my coffee. I'm not going on mute. Mm. Mm hmm mm, That's good. Oh boy. <coughs> Bad. Should have used a filter. Should have used a filter. It's all that grounds. <clears throat>